Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I am your host, Delano Sapporo. We are back for another episode, episode 67. Make sure you five-star rate, review, and support the podcast. Share it with your friends, families, neighbors, frenemies, whoever is in your network. I have a new mic stand, so I'm feeling good. Um, We are continuing to build. This episode 67 is called Building a Community. We'll talk about the steps to actually build a community of people doing the right thing, doing the right things, doing it the right way, um, and building something real. We have question of the week, personal life update, all that and more. So again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Updates, updates, everyone. Market updates, as well as news updates. The longest, most exuberating part of the pod. Um, long, long story short, macro events. Um, we're looking at inflation concerns, rising rates, what's happening, is the economy overheating? Um, how will the inflation affect the economy is the biggest concern that's taking possibly seeing traders uh, move in, in growth stocks out of into more value. That rotation, the reflation trade, is one of the bigger themes we're seeing in the market this past week. However, I've also in the markets, we saw you know earnings for the big tech, which we'll talk about later, really, really strong earnings, uh, which was another um, tailwind for obviously tech sector, the market as a whole, as you know companies are reporting stronger earnings from the last quarter. Job growth has been getting strong, although there is still that play of underemployment with a lot of people especially small business owners, struggling to find people to employ because it's um, a, a kind of a mismatch there uh, with the with the employment market. Um, so that's the biggest thing. Um, obviously, big slew of earnings came out as well. Um, but you're just seeing a different a market that's, you know, moving steadily. There's not much volatility in the market, which has, has pushed away the traders, I'm assuming, to, to cryptocurrency. Um, more than anything, the speculators are flowing there rather than um, long-term gains in the stock market. But hey, mm-hmm. to each of their own as far as speculation concerned, because I don't speculate. But let's move on to the news. Speaking of speculation, Dogecoin. And Dogecoin, um, which it, people don't know the history of it, it forked from Litecoin by the two developers, and they were actually created as a joke. It's some meme. I don't even know the meme, uh, but it's a joke coin that's been surging because of popularity based on Elon Musk pumping it, different people pumping it, Mark Cuban's one of the ones pumping it. Um, but it's 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 not something, again, there's a difference between investing and speculating. If you're speculating, you can just do the same thing through speculating. You can do it through same thing through buying, going to casino, betting, buying lottery tickets. That's speculation. It's just hoping, luck, trying to be X, Y, Z. Different. When, yeah, if you time it right, if you get lucky, sure, that works. But it's different from investing. And that's what people don't understand, that there's a large difference. And, of course, most people want to speculate because it's easier. You don't do a lot of work and you try to get lucky. That's that is easier for most people than actually kind of doing work and, and doing things the right way over time. But 
teach their own. Dogecoin has, has gone crazy. I'm sure a lot of people are jumping in now just because of that. I'm not because I have no clue what this, it, it, like, I, there's no thesis for me to be investing in something that I don't understand. But for those that are timing it right, sure. But it, obviously, this is a, a bubble coin that's going to burst at some point for people. Um, but, you know, it's obviously shot up significantly, but there's no cap on the actual amount of coins that could be created, which is another impetus for me to be like, why would we be investing in it? But people keep pumping it and they will dump it at some point. Uh, but that's your Dogecoin update for the crypto crazies, which again, I'm on the side of cryptocurrency. I believe in real coins, projects, blockchain technology. Um, and I'm, you know, invested in it, obviously, and, and, and told tell people, especially clients to do it the right way. Um, instead of speculation, which that's not what you go to advise for. You don't go to advise to speculate on things because anyone can buy a lottery ticket. That's the same thing, right? Versus trying to actually invest correctly. Moving on to someone that did stuff incorrectly, as in the former president um, has now been up to the board of Facebook. And I think it was also Twitter that was deciding whether or not they will indefinitely kick Trump off their platforms. Um, Facebook, I guess, the, their oversight board concluded that Trump's repeated posting about voter fraud resulted in a clear immediate risk of harm and legitimized the violent actions at, of Capitol rioters on January 6th. Um, so the decision was to at, at least keep pre former President Trump off the platform. Um, and Trump said in a statement that it was a disgrace and an embarrassment to the country. Uh, the debate is, you know, whether social media platforms are inhibiting free speech or they have an obligation to protect um, the public, uh, especially with people that have large reaches and, and large following. So uh, I think it's the right move, uh, probably a little too late, but, you know, at least you're doing something now. Um, and, and that is a big news on, you know, how much power big tech has, how much power social media platform has still a thing that's going to be talked about, um, in the time years and, and months to come, but it's very interesting. Um, I think again, right move there, wrong move though, by Peloton, they've recalled, um, their treadmills due to safety concerns and apologize for not doing sooner. Uh, I talked about Peloton and CNBC a little bit ago and just evaluation not making sense to me, but uh, the company will stop selling new treadmills and provide full refunds to customers who return theirs. Um, it's it's quite interesting. The stock plummeted a lot, fell 15% yesterday on that news. But yeah, it's it's you know not a great move for Peloton. I love the Peloton bike, obviously, and I've talked about it and love it. Never had the treadmill, but I, I obviously understand that there was concerns. There was a death. There was accidents. There was incidences that pulled them in the direction of doing this, which makes sense. You got to protect the consumers and not get anyone hurt over trying to sell a few treadmills. Speaking of someone that did a good job selling Jessica Alba's consumer goods brand, Popped 44% in IPO, um, Honest Company. Again, that's 44% for the insiders, not for you the retail traders. The Honest Company is known for its eco-friendly and non-toxic household and baby products, launched in 2012 and grew rapidly. That's really cool. You know, um, it looks, they said that she was one of the first 
very short list of Latino founders who've taken the company public, uh, which that's actual generational wealth. Building something, starting it the right way. Again, she started this in 2012. There was people that believed in her early investors in 2012. And now, 2021, nine years later, she's looking at becoming a, multi- a billionaire based off of you know her company going in, into an IPO. That's you know how generational wealth was built. That's a huge buzzword, but people actually don't really understand how to get to that. Um, but that's it. You, you play the long game. You understand you build something real. You build a community of real things, and, and that's where you build generational wealth. Speaking of someone that has generational wealth or maybe it was handed to him, we never know. I actually don't know his history. But Jamie Dimon, the JP Morgan CEO, told Wall Street Journal yesterday he's about to cancel all his Zoom meetings. He's done with it. He's sick of telling you all bankers what to do via Zoom. He wants to yell at you in your face. <laughs> um, the guy made $31 million last year in salary, said he's waited. But he won't have to wait much longer because New York is two weeks away from opening fully, which I love it. I'm glad New York is coming back. We're getting back on our feet. I love the city. I uh, love being here. It's the greatest city in the world. But yeah, JP Morgan wants 50% of his staff back in the office. I think we talked about this last week. But um, Jamie's just sick of the Zoom meetings. He wants to have your directors and MDs yell at you guys to your face. You're not going to be able to mute them anymore. You're going to have to take it. (laughs) Moving on for people that are going to battle Epic and Apple. The Battle Royale is still continuing. We talked about this months ago. Essentially, Epic filed lawsuits against uh, tech giants um, and really... It's because of the Apple's ability to control the App Store. Epic added its own in-app payment system to try to bypass the 30% app tax that Apple takes a cut of, of anyone that downloads or buys things on these platforms on their on their um, App Store. But Epic is, is trying to combat that, and so they're going to war for this um, right to bypass Apple's app tax and it's getting tested. Things are coming out um, as far as, you know, financials, different things. Um, it's going to be interesting to see which way they go because this will have rep- you know repercussions across the App Store for Apple. I, I don't know. I think I haven't been following the trial much, but if I just use deduction, um, I think if you have a platform, you're allowed to charge what you want on that platform, I'm assuming. Um and, you, you know, that's just the way the market works, free market system. If people have to pay, they need to be on the platform because Apple has the most, you know, I would assume the most phones worldwide. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch there. Something that a lot of people do watch um, is the annual Berkshire Hathaway, or at least it's quarterly, excuse me, the Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting. That would be annually, but I think this was their annual meeting where, you know, but Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway's famous chief executive, along with his partner, Charlie Munger. They had their meeting last week and talked about a wide range of things. It was really a question and answering section. I watched a little bit of it and uh, it was really interesting to see his thoughts on what's going on because he, you know, he does do interviews, but it's, it's rare to see him speak. Probably one of the famed is one of the best investors to ever live. So it's it's good to to hear his thoughts on what's going on. But he did say that there was a su- succession plan in place. Uh, with Greg Abel, um, you can guess what he looks like and is, <laughs> but a uh, 59-year-old Canadian is supposed to take the role at some point, not yet, but when Warren Buffett, which I think he's like 90, 91, um, steps down, Greg will step up and take over the reins of the company. There's a few more hot takes, you know, Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's right-hand man and longtime business partner. Um, they're, yeah, they're 90, 97 years old, respectively. 
They pushed back on some of the hottest trends in investing at their annual shareholder meeting. One, Bitcoin. Charlie had some strong words saying that the cryptocurrency is used for criminal enterprises. Obviously not true. Um, and he, think, and uh, he says he thinks, uh, I should say modestly, that the whole damn development is disgusting and contrary to the interests of civilization. Again, not true. And again, this is the old versus young thing. Like the older guard does not understand. So if you don't understand, so if you've invested for a long time, you've done really well, and there's something new in investing that you don't understand, of course you're going to have an angry, volatile reaction to it, um, which is exactly what is that you're seeing there. Um, and, you know, Robinhood, his, he had other talks on Robinhood. Uh, Munger said that he didn't believe it was admirable what Robinhood and Vlad and, um, are doing. It creates an own, reality, an own reality for a while. Nobody takes... What he said was it isn't admirable. It creates its own reality for a while. And nobody tells you when the clock is going to strike 12 and it all starts turns to pumpkins and mice. That is... Where is that? <laughs> that metaphor is definitely old time. I have no clue what pumpkins and mice means, but doesn't sound good. <laughs> and he also says SPACs, Buffett said SPACs, it's a killer about the rise of special purpose acquisition companies. Buffett says SPACs have made it harder for Berkshire to strike a deal at an attractive price because pretty much SPACs are driving up valuations and then selling it to to you guys who drive, buy it at those high valuations, then obviously the market will dwindle it back down to its real valuation and you guys lost your money. Frankly, we're not, comp uh, we're not competitive with that. It won't go on forever. So yeah, they pretty much went against all the trends of the young folks, which I don't agree with going against all of them. Some of them, um, yes, but definitely not all. But yeah, he went against all the trends. They didn't ask about Dogecoin. You would have, Charlie would have ripped into you guys if he asked about Dogecoin. They never asked, but he would have let y'all have it on that one. But he, they went against all the trends. The old guard does not like what you guys are doing out there, and um, it's it's a, it is definitely a, an incentive to look more into it because why, things change, industries change, the world changes, things aren't going to be stagnant. So if you've been around for almost a hundred years, then things have definitely changed that time frame. So you can't expect it to be the way that it was when you started 60, 70, 80 years ago. Not at all. But something that's been staying the same is big tech earnings splashed again with a strong a strong statement. Amazon had a great print in the quarter, probably possibly its best quarter ever. Sales surged 44% from 2012 to $109 billion, profit more than 3 x um, and, and Prime Video and AWS are, are performing well. Apple sales soared. Google smashed expectations. Facebook sales soared 48%. 26 billion, nearly all from ads. Facebook makes most of their money from ads. Profit 2x, um, thanks to a surge in ad prices, ad prices coming back. And then Microsoft also per posted strong revenue growth as well. So you're seeing earnings again for the big tech. This trend is going to continue, even if there's near term volatility as we reopen and we go back out and people start doing things. That trend is not going away. We are a tech centric economy and we will stay that way for a long time. If your business isn't tech enabled, if your business isn't able to perform, able to go on with, with tech and scale through tech, it's going to be hard to make money in the next decade. Uh, and that is, that is, in my opinion, a fact. But the big tech five had a great, great earnings print for the last quarter. Even if there's near-term volatility, they're going to perform well going forward, especially long-term. 
So that's our earning, our market update and our news update. Big, big news, lots of talk, a long segment. Um, but next up, we'll talk about how to identify a scam. <laughs> question of the week, folks. Question of the week. I realize I've never really hit on this question. It seems like a a bare minimum, bare bones question that I should have hit on, but didn't think I would have to as much. <laughs> but again, everyone has different literacy levels, so let's dive into it. But question is just I thought of because I had a question a couple of weeks ago from someone. But the question of the week is how to identify a scam, a financial scam, a scam in general. Um, how do you identify it? Um, and I think there's a couple ways to go about it, um, and it's pretty easy. Um, but let's dive into it because again, you know, for context, I got a question from someone about some crypto scam. In essence, they were told that if you buy this or something, you get promised 300% return on XYZ, you know, and again, people don't understand. It sounds good. Like if it sounds too good to be true, you, you shouldn't be chasing it. If they're, they're promising you riches, if they're if they're saying you know everyone's doing this, they're promising you riches. Um, the, the one that 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 should be a red flag for you right away. And again, without signing condescending, that should be a red flag if you're being promised X amount just to do to do the bare minimum. That is not how the way markets work, the world works. You don't get something for doing nothing. That's just that anyone that's you know has a little bit of sense should understand that. Um, so one, I won't even say the name of the place. I don't even remember it, but it was promising some sort of return. If you buy XYZ, they'll give you a certain pot a month. That's obviously, you know, a scam. If you're being promised things, there, there are people out there that just do this. That's their job is to to try to rip people off and do Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes and different things, pump and dump scams and all these different things, right? Um, so you identify them, but if they're promising more than, promising anything at all like anyone that's in finance can never promise something that's part of the regulations you can never promise a sort of return rate unless this is a security that's a combined that you can't promise a certain return rate in the markets so that's just not able to be done so they're promising certain that should be you know a, a a red flag if they're saying you know you put up this much up front you get this back that's another red flag Another one is like everyone's doing it or, you know, people found something that everyone's trying to do. That is another thing, a red flag to be worried from, worrisome from, right? If like, oh, all your friends are doing this or that, it should be worrisome. That's that's where, you know, having an expert to help you with should be, you know, <laughs> is needed because a lot of people just don't understand these things. Um, and if it's not regulated, if you aren't, if it's not regulated, if it's under the table, financial securities are regulated for a reason because people take advantage of folks that have less intelligence in this area um, are looking for hope are looking for a way out so of course people take advantage of a lot of those things so if it's not regulated that is a red another red flag if it's not regulated or registered you can't even sell unregistered securities that that is a red flag again so these are super thing, easy things for that advisor. Someone will be able to help you figure out. But um, again, you want to stay away from them. And there's always things where it'll, it'll work for a little bit. You'll maybe heard a friend that it's, oh, it's working for them. Like they did this and it's working. That is the sense essence of what a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme is. Like Ponzi scheme 
it'll work very in the very beginning for people because as they attract more people, they're able to pay off the first people that came in with the money that was given to them by the latter people. But at some point, the house of cards falls, right? So very few people, the first people that get in, oh, they, oh it's working. It's not a scam. No, it still is because the house of cards will fall at some point. So you want to stay away from these things. It's going to continue to grow with areas of unregulated, um, not even just pointing out crypto. It's been around for a long time. It's not a crypto thing. It is a thing that's been around for a long time and will continue to trick you know, less people that don't have um, people, someone that's helping them and people that aren't as sound in this area. So you want to stay away from them. You, you can't be promised anything. You just have to do hard work and do the right thing over time. Uh, but again, something, something to watch out for. And next up, let's talk a little bit on our finance roundtable on building a real community. Hey, everyone, Financial Roundtable talking about building a real community and what I'm seeing and how it looks like. You know, I do think it's really cool to see one of the biggest things of the Internet, one of the biggest things of, of social media and, and, and what we're seeing in this new generation is the ability to build communities around a tied interest, a tied passion, a tied goal. Um, and I think that's exactly what I set out to do with New Street, with Team New Street, is to build a community around people doing something with the way I think it, it, it should be, is the best way to get to these goals. Um, and one of these things is obviously financial dependence, financial literacy, generational wealth. Um, and there's a couple tiers to it, you know, on the New Street strategy and the New Street way of going about it and the Team New Street way of doing it is first financial foundation, which I think is the things that I've focused on most with people in the last year and a half, is getting set financially, budgeting, being able to save. That stuff isn't easy. That's why it's the foundation. But people skip that part because they want to do X, Y, Z and X, Y, that. They don't want to do the hard work, which is the financial foundation that needs to be set. Um, that's what everyone does. If you ask anyone, they didn't, you know, if you ask people that are generationally wealthy, it wasn't because they got lucky. They set the table first. Right, they set the table first. They didn't speculate. They built, built, built real value by either you know providing that to someone or creating a product. But they actually set the foundation for them to to be able to go to the next step, which is different things. So to actually go to the next step of you know people talk about generational wealth, this big buzzword, a lot. Um, it's it's something that um, you know isn't something that everyone can do because it is a next step, right? To be, you know, generational wealth. And we've talked about how you do that actually, but to even invest in early stage companies, which I think is, is incredibly awesome and a way to build generational wealth. We talked about Jessica Alba and her honest company in the IPO in 2012. She was building capital and raising funds from angel investors, from accredited investors, from early stage investors, which is people that are, built the foundation first and they said, okay, I want to actually, you know, build, I built the foundation. I want to take my capital and build even more of a foundation or build more wealth through investing in something that's going to pay dividends for me down the line. Right. And so that's the next step is, you know, once you, you know, set the table for yourself, you can build generational wealth through investing in early stage company. That's longer term. Again, if you're trying to flip money through your rent and speculating on rent that you're not ready for, you know, generational wealth. So that's a buzzword that you should just not focus on. You should focus on setting the foundation of your table first. And then, which again, New Street's looking towards to, to, to build, to get more for your money and capital invested over a longer period of time uh, when you're an accredited investor, uh, which is something that um, not everyone is, you know, 
you have to be in a certain level for based on the SEC rules to be a credit investor. Then you can go through these other things that actually have an opportunity to build generational wealth. But I think the whole thing is, is you know, tying this together is, is building a community is something that's not, ex- not easy um, in the sense that people have to understand and and not get distracted by other things and then see what the actual vision is, especially if you're younger, you have time on your side. And, you know, I'm at the point where I'm, you know, I want people only in this community that are, you know, understand how that this goes and how they can actually do it. Uh, we're not going to take people that want to speculate. We're not going to work with people that want to do things another way. I'm past the point of needing new people in this community. Um, in fact, I only want to work with the best and weed the, weed the bad out and only work with the best that actually want to build something for themselves long term. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be, you know, hard for a lot. Everyone will be, not everyone's going to make it to that. Um, that's a step that not everyone's worthy of. It's people that do things the right way over time that are, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a long thing and we'll talk more about it as things, you know, percolate and, and happen, but it's, it's definitely coming in We're we're happy to work with, you know, the great network and team new shooter people that, that see this value and, and want to continue growing things the right way. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm definitely, definitely excited for that. Hey, let's finish off this longer episode. Hope it was to the liking of the many listeners across the country. Yeah, actually, we have many listeners across the country, the world, the globe. Um, We keep building this community of people that are trying to do things in a way that can help themselves, their family. Um, And and I'm happy for that. happy to see a lot of big updates for people, a lot of big moves for people within the clientele, a lot of great things going on for people. It's good to see. Speaking of which, Team New Street, we've actually done something great, which is, you know, inking a more of exclusive thing with CNBC. So won't be on any other networks, but more exclusive with CNBC, which is a great platform, great producers, great team. So we're happy to just join uh, the contributor family for CNBC exclusively. And, and, and so you'll see everything as far as commentary. Again, commentary doesn't always apply to you. It's TV. It's um, it's TV, it's entertainment uh, for a lot of parts. It's educational, but um it's going to be great to be joining the CNBC family and joining them and being all have a lot of commentary updates, um, analysis, opinion right there in front of your TV screen. So you'll see me there a lot more often. Um, so CNBC, I'm happy to do that. Love, love what's going on. Love the team of the people over there. Um, so we're rocking out that way, Team New Street. So this is good news, big news. Happy to do it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all we got for personal life update. Just keep trucking along folks, share this with your friends, family, network, and we'll talk next week.